killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Today we're doing a special one Yes this is, um, this I'm is, very excited for this one Yeah, not only the movie but also the... Um, the process is going to be different. Right. I yeah. mean, usually we sit here in the basement, we hit pause, and then I go two feet forward to turn on the TV and we watch a movie here mm-hmm. in the basement and talk about it. It's yeah. quite easy. We don't have to deal with any people. We don't have to pay any money. Mm-hmm. We just stay here, introverted, and we hide <laughs> from the world. We blot out the windows with pillows. Yes. We sit in the dark and we talk to each other and watch horror movies. But it was only inevitable that soon a horror movie comes out that we want to see it so badly we can't have wait. to we can't wait for it to come out in some kind of a screener we have to go see yeah. it in the theaters and that movie is get out john wick 2 john wick <laughs> it's get out it's get out get out it's still amazingly at 99 overnight because i looked at it earlier <laughs> um a rotten tomato score was at 100 and what, it's just dropped to 99 you say and like we've said on previous episodes, usually with horror movies, um, especially from certain studios, we'll have a high 90 to 100 rate. Pre-release. That's, yeah, pre-release. That sticks up to the opening weekend, and then after the opening weekend, once all the critics have a chance to see it, it will drop down to a more realistic score. Usually if it's a, a really good one in the low 80s. Yep. Um, but Get Out, amazingly, is still at 99% after the opening weekend. People seem to love this movie. Yeah, Wow. Yeah, we are psyched. Yeah, and so it was out yesterday, and it was still at 100%, mm-hmm. and that was just crazy. Just, I know, Sunday afternoon, evening, so yeah, 100. 100%. Um, so that means like one, or like, you know, there's a source that gave it less than 50%. We're, we'll read out the review, we'll see what the one, <laughs> the one, the one bad review is. didn't like about it. Yeah, well, the one probably racist. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Breitbart so, film reviews. <laughs> so it's, uh... Funny, scary, thought-provoking, according to Rotten Tomatoes that that's I can see right nice now. That's a little summary. Yeah. Um, that's the thing, like, because it's Jordan Peele, right? So yeah. The, Are you a big Key and Peele fan? Um, I'm, I am a fan of them. I don't, I don't watch Key and Peele too much, but, you know, I yeah. know their Saturday Night Live stuff. I just watched Keanu recently. Saturday, um, they're not on Saturday Night Live. Uh, that was a really stupid thing to say. I meant uh, Key and Peele. I watch it now. The sketch show, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah I the just sketch saw show they did that set. might as well have been Saturday Yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, I, I just saw some of the sketches that they had done, some of the bigger ones that went viral, but I didn't, I think me and Chrissy one time tried actively watching and there was a lot of sports sketches in the episode that we had watched and that kind of, I guess, turned us off and we haven't gone back. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. They, um, they have so many good ones, but Mm -hmm. it seems like, um, there's two of them. That's like an interesting, not that it's that crazy it's yeah. an interesting number for sketch comedy right because like the amount of ideas coming out of you are smaller or yeah just smaller they're just... confined to two main characters and all sketches yeah yeah exactly and you just got to work on that sketch with both right both of you got to pay attention to it so i feel like you mm-hmm. just produce a lot less than like bigger sketch ensembles yeah um so totally. so yeah you find that they've got like one about this one about that and then several about whatever their interests are right, right. but then they do canu which is like a full film um, and I felt it to be very like sketch comedy the first half, and like mm-hmm. a, a pretty solid comedy the second half. That yeah, um, I mean the, for the first half that makes sense that this is what they've been doing for five years. Yeah, their build up was sketch build up, so it is, felt it felt yeah. So the yeah. whole movie felt like just a lot of micro sketches exactly. patched together. At yes, the start. that's how it felt to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, then it came together in the end. 
as yeah, to, uh, around the, the middle, there was a cohesive story, and I felt cool. I could just follow a story, and I loved it. I had a really good time watching it. Um, nice. And that was, so that was a collaboration between the two of them again, just like yeah. the TV series. Mm-hmm. But this is Jordan Peele on his own doing a project. Yeah. And didn't he always really like wanted to do horror? Yeah. I remember hearing interviews with him or reading lines that he said um, from different places where he talked about how once Keen Peele was done, his main plan was to, I want to make horror movies. Yeah. I have a bunch of ideas. Um, I have like three or four that I want to make and I'm going to start doing that right away. So this is the first of, I think, a few that he's planning on releasing. Good. That's that's so exciting because, like, I'm sure Keanu was like a big thing that they wanted to do for a long time, and mm-hmm. they did it, and it was it's good, right? It's good. And then, like, he, he's going like, okay, so we can make a movie. I'm doing what I've wanted to do, which is a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're so right. That's great that he got that experience of doing a feature yeah. film first, so he could make the mistakes on Keanu, perhaps. And yeah. be better prepared to make a movie on his own afterwards. Like, maybe Get Out wouldn't have been as well done if he hadn't made Keanu first and learned what he did there. I can't imagine that that's not true. Like, yeah. you do a movie, you learn from it, right? Mm-hmm. So, the fact, like, um, there's so many situations where people who I loved tried to make a movie and failed. Two of them are um, uh, Mystery Team, which uh, was Derek, not Derek Comedy, um, Donald Glover. Um, okay. In his little, what was his little comedy group before? I don't know. I'm um, not a huge John Glover fan. Okay, but before he did Community and everything, he was in a, a little YouTube um, sketch group. Okay. Um, and they made a movie called Mystery Team, and it was meh. Hmm. It wasn't that great. Um, and then I think also the guys from Derek Comedy, which is another YouTube sketch group, they make a movie and it's eh. It's just sketch comedians don't necessarily the way that you build a sketch is not nearly the way you build like a one and a half hour story sure so it feels very different and their jokes when your jokes are typically confined in like three minutes Mm -hmm. um having something that's really funny in a in a longer presentation doesn't tend to work Mm -hmm. um so the fact that they did Keanu first i think without a doubt that is like that's like Mm -hmm. setting the stage for like okay so this worked let's build on that I thought you were um, gonna say Donald Glover did that um, one thing first, and that it, one, that's why Atlanta was able to be so good because that's getting huge critical praise. Now. I'm sure that that is yeah. true as well. You become more experienced with these, yeah. yeah. But he, then since he did like Community and like um, Childish Gambino, like he did all, like the producing and putting together his own right. album and stuff. So like he's you know he's learned through that way. But like when he started using his YouTube sketch background to make a movie, mm-hmm. I felt that it flopped. Even though like I liked parts of it, it was not a good movie and no one could argue that it really right. is um the same thing happened in some ways i think they were a little more successful but with lonely island mm-hmm. when they did hot rod i love that movie more than almost anything but i know it's not the most solid comedy ever made you shut your mouth that movie is a perfect <laughs> film. no i haven't me and chrissy said yesterday that we need to rewatch hot rod because we like loved loved it especially it, early in our relationship I've, like i've seen that movie probably dozens of times with, with my former roommates in calgary it was a sunday tradition where we would <laughs> nice uh, Hell we yeah. would get high and watch hot rod at the end of sunday and we did that i think for three months straight dude that sounds that sounds right i saw a hot rod in theaters this is 2007 8 i guess yep, right? i saw it in theaters when it yeah. came out it was the funniest thing i ever saw i bought it as soon as i could yeah just I, jokes I like jokes, jokes jokes yeah and but that's not even and then, properly a lonely island um film because it was a different script that they punched up and then kind of oh, really? took over it was uh, a movie written i forget who the original writer was but written for will ferrell and oh, he cool. passed on it 
and they took it. They kind of took it over and said, "We want to rework yeah. it. We're going to star in it. We're going to make it work." Akiva Drake, and they yeah. killed it. Like it's yeah, they did. They hilarious. destroyed that movie. I'm really curious because I haven't. It's been a while for me now. I haven't seen it in four or five years, so I'm curious to it's, see how I'd react to a lot of those. There's jokes now. there's some of the like bravado of his character that's like just been done so much at this point that you're like Andy mm-hmm. Samberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and even um, like uh, Bill Hader and. Um, a little, no, Bill Hader is perfect at all times. <laughs> and Danny McBride is perfect in that movie, Danny too. McBride is perfect. I'm um, pumped up! No, um, Will Arnett is yes, also yeah, yeah. a little bit. He's done. doing his... Well, because we've seen so much of him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad he's in the Lego Batman movie. He's the best. He Did deserves to be Batman. Have you watched that? No, but I, I know it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of faith in those movies. I'm, I'm very excited to see it, too. With him and Michael Sarah. I think that's a nice, like, playing yeah. off of each other. And yeah. Zach Galifianakis as the Joker. Perfect, perfect. It's great casting. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, man, we are not able to land on a discussion today. No, so well, many movies we're excited about. No, but this is this is fine. Um, it's fine we, because we we're both haven't. Out. Yeah, we both haven't seen like too much about Get Out. We haven't talked. It just came out, so a lot of people haven't been talking about it too much yet. Apparently, it's a super great horror movie. It's funny at the same time. So there's only I, not many of those have worked for me in the past. Funny, Excuse scary. Me. Funny, scary. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that because Cabin could, in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. Drag uh, me to hell. Let me talk about Cabin in the Woods for a second. When, Evil when, Dead. When we when we're talking about um, funny, scary, mm-hmm. I found there's a few moments in Cabin in the Woods where like it was um, a dark humor was in it, mm-hmm. but that's not what I enjoy about it. You know, it doesn't add or take away. I find it's yeah. just a component. Separate it's like, discussion. Separate it, discussion. Yeah, it's in the movie's DNA, and it, it, this is an important discussion because we're about to see it like a movie that's definitively funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, this one gives me, I mean, the impression that I get from um, all the trailers and everything that's been released and discussed about it that I've exposed myself to Jokes. is that it's primarily horror, but like very darkly funny at the same okay, time. Okay, so it will like, be the like... tone and atmosphere is, yeah, I think it like will Cabin be very similar to Cabin in the Woods okay. in a lot of ways. Although I feel, feel that Cabin in the Woods might lean more into comedy than this one does, but we'll see. I don't know. It, it... Yeah, maybe. Um, especially by the end, like it, it ends on Cabin in the Woods kind of ends in hilarity or even by the third act, it kind of descends into hilarious carnage. And I mean, like it's, it, the thing is, that movie blew my fucking mind. Definitely. Definitely. It's one of my favorites ever, but it's like, it's almost like it, everything descended into, it melted down at the end. It melted the whole movie down into like this soup and there was comedy mixed in. It wasn't that like the whole thing was hilarious everything that was happening. No. It was terrifying and I also felt like concerned for these characters trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Like if you're completely laughing at what's happening, you're the carnage is funny. It's funny when the guy gets eaten by the mermaid. I mean like, even but it's also the elevator, like when the elevator yeah, sure. doors open, like I don't think I've laughed this hard in like a, a horror movie as that moment. Oh, really? Like, where they're just like, oh shit. And all the creatures <laughs> just get unleashed at once. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck are all these insane creatures and characters? Yeah. Just like Rick and Morty. Rick and, and Morty. Rickall. It's like that, but you have like every possible horror character imagined yeah. just like going to town on like this government agency that keeps them at bay. See, it's incredible. And that's exactly the fucking exactly perfect thing that you bring up. I see that as being like cool and like. This is where my imagination all meets. Like, this is the point where mm-hmm. all the different components of my imagination in this way meet. And, like, yeah, they're wreaking havoc. All these things are dark and terrible, and they're going to tear things apart. And, like, you see that as really funny. I see it as everything. Like, because I love the, the just pure carnage of it, which is it, horrific. So it's 
It's like my love of horror and love of comedy are just meeting in the middle. There you it's go. a beautiful scene. That's fair. I like, I'm one of those guys I'm kind of like, there's no room for laughter and serious <laughs> matters. Like, I <laughs> you like feel like that a little bit. But, um, I don't know. I think this will be an exercise for me to yeah. see how I can, how I take it. Yeah. And... That's, that's an interesting question that, um, like, is it appropriate to have dashes of comedy? I think naturally, like all horror movies, it helps a little bit. I think yeah. too much and then it takes away. Well, I think of my, the, the most effective movies that ever got me. Mm-hmm. Could you have ever dashed in some comedy into like the strangers? Right. No, yeah. no way. That would ruin it. Um, uh, could there be, have, well, then you know what? There's a little comedy in um, the one we watched last week, XX, in the, our favorite one. Like, the characters yeah. were kind of silly and funny to yeah, watch. Yeah, like, there's something... Freak her out. Yeah. I mean, this is just that closeness of tragedy and comedy, maybe. But when the there. guy is saying, like, oh, we gotta get out of here, let's drive away, you're kind of amused and yeah. laughing by that moment because you're like, oh, shit, this is gonna go real bad and no one's gonna believe him. Yeah, and just, like, the the character who we said was, like, me, the, like, hippie guy, he was, like, yeah. he was funny. He was just, yeah. the stuff he was saying is funny. And they, like, pretend to push her off and that's yeah. funny and... Even, like, in the most terrific elements of, like, Suspiria, when the friend's coming, or the old friend is coming out with the needles, like, in her eyes, like, she's resurrected, there's something, it's terrifying, but it's also hilarious in a certain way. You're right. There's there's something good, it's like salty and uh, sweet, or, like, sweet and spicy, something like that. Like, a little dash of salt just really brings out the sweetness. All right, I'm coming around. I like that. I'm coming around. All right, let's let's head over to the theater and watch this movie, huh? Let's uh, have a drink and watch a horror movie. Cheers. I guess in the future, if we're trying to really uh, capitalize on the hype of an opening one, we'd record on like a Friday when it comes out. Watch it at noon. I had it that night, and it gets out the next day. That would be... Yeah, well, I mean, it's only going to work for things like this, like the hugely hyped yeah. movies that we know are going to kind of kill it. That's true, and I feel like Get Out is probably one of the one of biggest the horror movies, probably, at least for this first half of yeah. 2017, right? Definitely. It's it's the... What did we just do? We just did XX, and it... Yeah, and like those are big for the horror movie crowd, but Get Out has a much wider, people are aware of it. It's blockbuster almost. Yeah. So we're a little sleepy now from walking all the way to a movie theater and back from a movie theater. Today is a very, very special Mm -hmm. episode. Our first first movie theater podcast episode. Yeah, we said it before we started and now we're back. Um, Saying it again. I bet you, like you can really tell. Like, how much more tired we sound. Hopefully we'll get more enthusiastic when we start talking about the movie, Mm -hmm. which we somehow, in our 45-minute walk home, didn't say one thing. I think you said awesome. I said it was awesome, and... I didn't respond. You didn't. Yeah, I know. You you seemed almost mad. (laughs) You seemed like a little Uh, angry. I'm like, we can at least say that it's awesome. (laughs) Nothing. I think that's an over-interpretation, but I got Uh, I just didn't want to... I wanted to stop myself from saying anything, because I would have wanted to keep talking about it. Sure, yeah. Well, because in so many ways. Yeah, there's so much to... To build there. Um, I also said one other little thing. Um, I made some reference to... Oh, we made some reference to um, MMA. Yeah, It's too brutal for you. Yeah, which Chris says in the movie... And you're Chris. And I'm Chris. And you said in real life. Because the dad makes a comment to Chris saying like, Oh, you like MMA? No, that was the Wh- son. Why does that come up? It was the son. Oh, the son said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was trying to he was... bait him and get him to fight and wrestle. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that kid was Liz. And you wow. made the great observation. So we did say this. We did talk mm. a little bit about it, more than we're admitting. Okay. Because you did say um, that it was likely then the son who grabbed the first guy off the street in the opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not, not, just, not just likely. It yeah. was him. It was, it was yeah. the same car. It was that white, like... Um, what was it? It wasn't like maybe a Corvette. I'm, I don't know. Something like that. Do not ask me. Uh, yeah, whatever. Just the typical horror movie muscle car. Yeah, um, and he was doing the same headlock move on him and counting the Mississippis. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he he was. It was hard to see, but he was wearing that helmet mask thing in the first, the first scene of the movie where he runs and, and chokes out that guy. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was wearing a weird helmet. You could barely see right. because he's just some sort of big figure, but I could tell he was wearing some sort of sort of thing. That's why they show he has that weird helmet in the front seat of the car. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, totally. Yeah. Nice, nice catch. Yeah. Um, I was so excited to see that actor's name on screen at the start because I didn't know he was in this, Caleb Landry Jones, mm-hmm. who is, this was, he was good in this, but... He's creepy and horrible. <laughs> I think he's, like, even creepier and horror and more horrifying in um, this movie that I also wanted to bring up on the walk home because we were talking about David Cronenberg. Sure. David Cronenberg's son, Brandon Cronenberg, mm-hmm. has a movie called Antitrust that came out. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Oh, my God. What's it called? Antiviral that came out in 2007. Okay. And it's like a futuristic kind of dystopian world where he works for a corporation that specializes in selling the diseases of celebrities. So in this future world, people pay to get the same diseases that celebrities have, like a blemish on the face that's a super big infection or whatever. And oh, yeah. So it's a great commentary on celebrity yeah. culture. Sure, sure, sure. I highly recommend Vanity it. Vanity is really yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he's one of the leads in that, and he's so good at is it. Is he creepy and gross? He's creepy and gross. <laughs> and I'd say he's grosser in this because of the oh mustache. God. That's all it takes, isn't it? You put a, a little bit of awkward thin, facial hair. little awkward mustache on a dude and have him look really intently at you and say, like, you like to fight. And yeah. It's, you have the creepiest, most horrible yeah. person ever. So, I mean, it's a very weird um, choice for that character to be um, so kind of over the top, um, antagonistic, you know? But at the same time, mm-hmm. I think it served a good function of making you feel, oh, well, the other family members are fine and pleasant in comparison to how aggressive the son yeah. is being, you know? It almost disarmed the father and mother and especially the girlfriend a little bit. Because you thought, oh, these aren't the real threats. The way that everyone was presenting themselves to Chris, Chris the main character, was um, each one of them in their own way was overt and like over the top and like a little caricaturized. Um, and, you know what I mean? Like the father was, was overly... Well, it, was, it was hilarious. I couldn't help laughing at just how blatant the racism was just in the all the general comments that was made in conversation. Yeah. All the, the white people that were there interacting with him. Oh, so, oh, I know Tiger Woods, actually, you know? Yeah, like just... and it almost, it seemed kind of sloppy at first. I'm like, they're really hammering this point home that this is an uncomfortable racist place. Mm-hmm. But that's it was a more sinister, like, they were looking at him for different reasons. Yes, yeah, so it was more sinister, but it also showed the good, kind of, it made the good a social commentary Yeah. Of, this is just generally, like, what yeah. can happen in an environment like this, a rich, yeah. upscale white, you know, these yeah. are the kind of comments. Even them, like, trying to, like, occur. theoretically trying to be friendly. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a really racist... Yeah, like, the, no one was, no one was, like, um, hey, what do you do? What do you angry like? or disturbed to see him there. Like, they just, it yeah. was just in their nice, soft, kind yeah. racism, you know? Yeah, just this ingrained racist. Yeah. You, oh, I know Tiger Woods. <laughs> you play basketball? Like, you're yeah. huge. Yeah. You should, yeah, like. So, there, I mean, this movie was very, very funny. Like. Yeah, it was. It was. It Jordan Peele. Yeah. Yeah, he, he really, um, 
his humor really, really shone through. And that, like, um, even in moments where it was, like, pretty scary and terrifying, mm-hmm. they could kind of get away with the punchline. Yeah. Um, and it really did not detract, like, at all. I found... No, this vibe, it was this perfect balance oh, of... perfect. ...dark and hilarious, and you never were... It never cheapened um, the tension. No. And um, it never slipped too far into the silly the silly realm, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, like, if we're looking at big picture story, because I want to I wanna talk about how it duped me. Um, mm-hmm. the, the general by dupe, cause you, you've used this term before, you mean just fooled, it fooled you. So it legitimately fooled, yeah, like, surprised. Uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll compare it to one of our other episodes. Don't breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, I thought I understood the gimmick or the general, um, idea is being in don't breathe. He's, he's blind and you know, they're going to be in the house and yeah. sound will be a huge factor, whatever. But then it turned out that there was this really crazy underlying story of the girl in the basement and the pregnancy and the, he lost his daughter and yeah. the turkey baster. And it <laughs> was a different level when that it just came takes, out. It just takes this turn and you did not yeah. expect that it to go in that direction. So um, It's more than a twist ending. It's like a just a, the direction that the whole plot it's, takes. It's a twist story. Yeah, like, it's just I'm a, being a told a different story. Yeah. yeah, a different story than I thought yeah. it was. My general idea going in was that um, I did see the trailer. Did you see the trailer? Yes. Okay. I definitely um, did. So that's as far as I researched. Um, and I actually had someone explain the trailer to me before I saw it. What? And yeah. when I say that, it's like, hey, Hold have on. you heard of the Jordan Peele movie, Get Out? I'm like, no. What's that? He's like, it's kind of like, it's this horror movie. I'm like, cool, what's it about? Like, what kind of horror movie? And so he had to try to explain it. He's like, it seems like all the, um, there's this weird town where all the black people are acting like weird or mind controlled or something. And that's how I heard about it for the first that time. That was your first introduction. So to then it, right? watching it, I'm watching it through the lens of um, the black people in the movie are all under some spell or something's mm-hmm. different about them because I heard that word before I saw it. Right. Well, yeah, well, I got that from the trailer too. I sure. said, okay. okay, there's some kind of mind control. Yeah, and that's what it seems like. Pretty much right off the bat, the hypnosis. I think even in the trailer they mentioned hypnosis. So Do they? I, I had kind no of aware, concept of that going in. I was uh, kind of aware of that going hypnosis in. Hypnosis specifically, I didn't know. And when it came up, and then as soon as that happened, it wasn't too late in the movie, we learned about the hypnosis component. Um, And we saw it happen. She just did it right away. Really quick. Um, Yeah, so, like, and that's very important. But also, the hypnosis is represented amazingly. That really is, Visualization, that was not necessary, and it's it's perfect. The sinking. I think it was hugely necessary. uh, We'll get back to that. By necessary, I mean, I don't think they had... To do, do that, they could have just like had him spacing out or something. Sure. But to add that artistic element elevates it so much more. A hundred percent, so much more yeah, effective. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. The putting like a real face to that rather than he just, his face just goes blank. Yeah, definitely. show like show represent him represent that experience. Yeah. Show that uh, his his consciousness isn't lost. Yeah, he just goes to a different place than his body. And his actual like ability to control the situation is a narrow screen at a distance. Yeah, and that looks so good. But we were talking about the dupe. The dupe. <laughs> Yeah, um, so I didn't tell when I the first time I saw the hypnosis, I got it. I'm like, great. So black people come in, they get hypnotized, and then they own yeah. them. And it's just like a commentary on slavery. And like, this is very fascinating. Let's watch what happens. Let's watch him try to escape that. But then this is where I feel like the next level of the movie came out. Is he gets finally caught at the end, and it's not just to like take over and control and own. It is. So that rich white people can buy their young bodies for all of their various rich person desires. That's yeah. That's that's one. That's the biggest that twist is, for sure. That, is for that me, I was oh, like, oh the shit. brain the brain transplant? That's yeah, what you yeah. don't see coming. Exactly. Is yeah. oh and 
they almost like this is perfectly executed in the writing by Jordan Peele that they tell you that the the dad is a neurosurgeon. Yeah. You know, so the pieces are all there for yeah, you to put together. Oh hell yeah, that moment. But the reveal is still so satisfying that oh my god, old people are putting their brains into the bodies of younger black people who have been hypnotized into like complacency. Yeah, I mean it's it, it seems a little bizarre to be that okay there's still an element of themselves but not enough to really well, like be, they just kind of lose they explain it, it um, because the they, base of their spinal cord they maintain cortex. like the brain stem and like the the um, delicate connections I think he called mm-hmm. it um, that make all of the finer points work and then they're inputting like the I know it just brain. yeah so I, like I mean I get that's good enough like it's I feel like it, it could yeah. be a little bit better of an explanation because in those moments like when he does the flash and the one guy comes back it's like his full consciousness is returned like a full brain yeah. is like get out you have to get out let alone well, it, synapses it, 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 it that's true you're, you're totally right mm-hmm. um and well the thing is all he did was go like get out get out that's any it's at true guy. so it could just that might have been his it limited, could have just been like a yeah some weird only instinct shout out um another, just like the final one or the um the woman in the house she is just kind of tripping out like she clearly has her she has enough of herself in there to kind of freak out a little bit when he's he's trying to talk her down or identify there's something that triggers her right he says yes i forget what it was specifically Um, yeah what it's something like the white people like some oh yeah being surrounded by white people makes me nervous that showed like an internal struggle for that person and with her one little thing i wanted to say about her is you see her looking in the in the window at first Mm -hmm. when he's outside and you see her look at when she's when he's outside taking pictures too she's looking in the mirror she's always adjusting her hair yeah and she's covering that scar from yes, the that's so good from the surgery that's what she's doing that's what she's making doing sure it's in front of the they, scar they're always wearing hats they always have like that's why the dude's it's wearing so that weird good. hat it's so good right at the end you start seeing all their yeah. scars and to go back to the the little bit that remains once you've had the transplant done um there's enough in the other person to kill himself after he shot exactly that's Allison all he could Lowe's. do all he could do it's like i've got to do this like yeah end it i was thinking like why didn't he just go back to his old life because yeah he's not fully there but that makes that brings up a few questions um, even just to tack on, like just because yeah. uh, to we were talking about my skepticism about this premise. Even if it wasn't a full brain transplant, but if they said, "Oh, we move the frontal lobe," you know, something like that, where sure. that's most of your personality, but still some of your instincts remain, or something like that. Fair. Yeah. But anyways, that's that's a little nitpicky. I, I enjoyed the way that they presented it because they showed us um, what you were saying about like the artistic presentation of the hypnosis, yeah, and how you sink into a deeper level. That was beautifully artistically presented from the um, his memories perspective is yeah. where it like happened. But then he sinks and he can see her, so it's like it's this really artistic. He's stuck in the deeper place or whatever they the call it, the sunken place. The sunken place, um, and he's looking out through his own physical eyes to the room he's still sitting in. So it's like you're not completely detached where you're in this other world. You see the yeah. physical world. You're just sitting in the abyss of the brain. I think the dad describes it as a sliver of you remains. Yeah. Um, or no, sorry, the, the, guy, the, the guy on the, the blind guy. The blind guy, yeah. I, Which, I mean, that's so great too. It's like, okay, clearly this is a body for that blind yeah. guy to get. Like, that all. And they um, set that up perfectly. It's just the layering of this movie. So, what makes Chris's sale to the blind man so good is that Chris is an incredible photographer. And this blind man, in his early days, he was uh, he wanted to do that, but he didn't have the eye. He didn't quite. He wasn't quite able to capture what he sees and or 
is described to in Chris's work, right? This is um, his. This is yeah. like the miss point of his life. That oh, if I didn't have the uh, like, yeah. if I had the a better eye, I could have been a photographer. I submitted to National Geographic yeah. fourteen times and didn't hear back. So I I ended up owning an art gallery. Exactly, and then he goes like little little components here that build up and make this story mm-hmm. so great. Is um, so he's talking to Chris about how he loved, he he just never had the eye. That's what he's missing. First of all, he's very familiar with Chris's work. Yeah. He's like, I know who you are. I think you have a fantastic eye that's for the subjects. Yeah, and that's why he's there. Like, because the whole reason, like, it's even so it leads me to think that this blind guy specifically. Through his assistant, of course, because mm-hmm. he goes at lengths to say that his assistant was the one who identified his work. It's almost as if this particular person had contracted out the family to get this specific person, Chris, because he had a photographic eye. Well, they're showing in the auction scene where it's a picture of Chris and all these white people are raising their bingo cards mm-hmm. as like their um, auction cards. Yes. Great, great, because they said they were going to play bingo. Um, and then, um, that's what's happening. Up, so like, at that point they're bidding, they're bidding on Chris. Yeah. So, um, the father is holding up his hands in like numbers. He goes yeah. two, three, four, five, and then he stops and he holds up 10. Yeah. All of but his fingers. The second one, 20. Um, well he shows it. No, cause no one buys. And so he shows it again. He's like 10. He's showing, maybe he is doubling up and saying 20, like let's go all the way to the top. And then finally the blind guy, he's like, just I will buys do it. basically buys out the price that no one else will pay Mm -hmm. and what's interesting um i think about that is like when he's got chris right at the end and he's explaining this whole thing Mm -hmm. which is another great component is like the process seems to work better with a mutual understanding if like the body knows what it's going through it yeah the explanatory aspect yeah oh we need to right before we do the surgery explain what's happening so you're fully aware of it that happens in every movie they need to explain why the bad guy's doing what he's doing that's it i mean it seems more for the purpose of exposition than maybe the brain works better maybe that's a perfect that's a perfect justification it is a perfect perfect justification Um, i don't think they necessarily provided it but um it does work it works in that for me perfectly because i have no concept of this medical procedure like how it would work and right. someone says it's better if you know that like it makes them seem like so much more harmlessly dangerous you know like we're we're trying to make sure that you understand what's happening even though they're enslaving him in the worst way possible um, well yeah they, they they keep saying hammering home the point at the start of the video of we want you to become part of the family yeah. we each have our different roles and everyone who comes here is completely happy and mm. so this is where the second kind of dupe because that's already <laughs> a huge twist and you're already reflecting on that twist, the fact that this brain transplant is happening. Yeah. But then the fact that, oh, this is grandma and grandpa in the house. Like, uh, this is who stay, these two people yeah. are. Like, that was such a great moment. I think I just started clapping, like, yeah, you did. when they said, yeah. only once or twice. It wasn't obnoxious. Calm down, audience. There were a few obnoxious people in the theater today. I had to tell this, the guy to turn off his phone. Did you see that? Oh, really? I saw you lean forward. I thought it was like because he's leaning back or something. No, he was on his phone, like full brightness. So I leaned forward and I'm like, he just turned off your phone a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No. Some Had people. to be done. Had to be done. All right. So um, I was going somewhere. Okay. So yeah, he says when he's got Chris um, and he's talking about like, you need to understand the process. He also says like, you could, I don't care that you're black. Why is, why is it that they're all black? I don't know. So that's clearly with the family and the old tradition that they have. It has nothing to do with this specific blind man who's buying Chris. He's which, like, which I, is an additional commentary on just race relations in present day. That white people can say, oh, look, I'm not specifically racist. Just because our the structures of our institution happen mm. to perpetuate 
particular yeah. racial privilege. That's not where I came yeah, from. Yeah, look, intention yeah. is gone. It's not done. That's old or whatever. Yeah. This is just happens to be the way that things are. Exactly. So I mean, this, ah. it's like such powerful commentary. And that one's one of the more biting ones then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, but if we're to follow that, um, he says it's not for him specifically. And why this is a great story element as well as a commentary, but specifically a story element is because... Um, he, it doesn't matter who you are. Mm -hmm. Like you could be black, white, I don't care. What I want is your eye. And it's not eyes because anyone who could see would fulfill that, right? No, absolutely. It is, it's the concept of your eye, your ability that, to see a photograph, yes. a photographic subject. And it's like, so Chris is like the perfect subject and then it makes this mm -hmm. guy the perfect villain. Like He is pumped. He cannot wait to get inside Chris's body. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's to so see weird, again, you know? And, um, and just, clearly this family is just made, like, while they have probably started off making so much money in their psychiatry pack practice and their neurosurgeon practice, this clearly is the big money maker, right? For rich white people to definitely. buy younger bodies. And um, just, it might be my, my sensibilities for horror movies and these types of characters as they're presented, but there's just something, like, dark about those kinds of families, you know, where, mm. like, um, Man, I don't how, know that they're doing it specifically is... for the money. Like, I think it's yeah, part yeah. of, like, just the tradition and the pride of it, too. Right. Well, I mean, it's clearly all, or at least the start of all this, is due to the grandfather, who now is the guy who was chopping wood. Yeah, like, the scary running man. The scary running that man. That was terrifying right at the beginning. Yeah, it seems like he's just pumped to be able to run around. Yeah. You know, the, the great-grandfather? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, he got healthy, so he could just—he's healthy and he's run. He yeah. can chop wood. Yeah, you know. But at the start, like they do a really good job of making you interpret the entire Sinister Force as just being the mother, because mm -hmm. she's the one who does the first stage. Like he, like they explain later, hypnosis is the first stage, yep. and so right off the bat, you're just thinking, "Oh, Catherine Keener is the one who, to watch out for." Yeah, you really like. I was, I really was mostly convinced about the girlfriend's innocence. Me too. Kind of the later. There's another dupe. It's so well done. And I don't even really like Allison Williams in Girls that much, but she's great in this movie. Oh my god. When she was like rifling through her purse right at the beginning, that's when it started to turn for me. I'm like the longer she can't find her keys, right? that is what it is. And he was... But I mean, that actor who was playing Chris, um, mm -hmm. I don't know him from anything else. Um, I don't either. But he was like... The, his face was really informing me how to feel about each individual like yeah. situation. So after he's like, get the keys, get the keys. Let's do this and walk. And then you could see on his face that he's like suddenly not trusting even her. Yeah. Let's do this and walk. I'm like, oh no. He figured, that, that's I think the he moment. Fi he figures it out when he's at, when he goes down the steps and the family's slowly going around him. I think he figures it out like, but he, he's not quite at the point to say it when she's like, can't find her keys and standing on the and, stairs and, and he, getting more threatened even here. before that no when he says we can do this and move like she's looking for her keys and he's like well, let's go downstairs and you can keep looking at that moment his face as he walks towards the camera yeah he knows that's when i that's when i knew and i knew because his face told me yeah i think so um and i mean God. once once he's captured the cotton is such a great, great moment too. God, how when he looks at it, he just kind of stares up and he's like, "I, I think I, I know what I can do." Another I can dupe. Plug my ears. <laughs> yeah. Another great. Dupe. I wasn't sure what he was going to do with that. No idea. Yeah. I actually thought like it was going to expose the corner of some sharp like piece of metal or something that he, he would get pick out. Himself out. Yeah, the typical thing: someone's caught and you you leave them alone for a while, and you always assume that they've yeah. messed yeah. with their restraints enough that they're mm -hmm. going to explode out. 
And he, like that movie from that point on kicks into overdrive. Like once he gets uh, out of the chair, he just killing off the family he one by kills one. Kills the shit out of like that. I okay. How the fuck did that guy get up? He got two bocce ball hits to the head. He was clearly bleeding out excessively. It's incredible that he got up yeah. for one more final. Yeah, I think the bleeding was external, and he got knocked out, and he came to. And that's that. Went for it. Yep. Um, Definitely wasn't getting up that second time, though. No. And in fact, when he like got stabbed in the leg and thrown like thrown on the ground, he didn't even try. Yeah. Like, yeah, it got me. And even Chris How man got stabbed was through that? the hand. Yeah, and he didn't give that? a shit. He's still going. He just let it happen and moved forward. He was just almost like eyes glazed over at that point. Yeah. He's like, I just need to get out of here yeah. as quickly as I can. Oh, and, and also like, possible. and it wasn't just for him. He like understood the whole plot at this point. Yeah. He's like, no, you're, you're taking black people and you're doing this to them. But he still didn't, he, he still could not. And maybe you could explain this due to the hypnosis that was done earlier because they did have a weird flashback moment, hmm. but he, out of empathy, had to go back and pick up the woman that worked in the kitchen yeah. or whatever. Or on, turned out to be house, the grandmother. That turned out to be the grandmother. He still didn't have enough um, recognition of what was actually taking place to say that, oh, this person is not beyond hope at this point. Like, it's yeah, the didn't. full brain of another. He brought her in the car, which is well, a, because a horrible idea. That would have been based on the fact that when he... Uh, shot the one dude with the pick the flash mm-hmm. he's like get out get out and he came too he might not have understood the, the full implications the, of the full yeah, brain yeah and, and i think the reveal of her scar line across the forehead was what informed oh this actually sure. is a brain transplant yeah not just hypnosis so maybe he didn't know that she had done the full procedure yet yeah so um just and, for my own knowledge um the the guy who at the party mm-hmm. the one guy with the hat the he's the guy from the beginning um right that first scene yes he is he's yeah. the guy from the beginning but like he is then theoretically the woman he's married to he is her husband absolutely okay, okay absolutely okay, okay. I yeah it. i totally got that yeah all right that would that would be my guess but then um until the very end and actually thinking about it right now i'm like so every single one of them is someone else they're not just controlled every single one of them is another probably a white person in yeah that body and by every single one of them we just mean the three there's the one who is the sure. old um, the the old woman's husband, yeah. and then the grandmother and the grandfather. So these are the three, like just the three of them, and he would have been the fourth. And theoretically, the there's fourth. more, but it's all within the society of people. Oh, not theoretically. There's definitely more. Look right. how many photos Allison Williams had of oh her with God. other black men, right? Yeah. So clearly, this family has auctioned off tons and tons. But most, <laughs> and then she was googling um, the NCAA <laughs> prospects, which which itself is like an amazing like racist. And thing to dude, put forward like oh what should i google to find good able just because we're on that scene did you hear me laughing at that scene um before the ncaa thing i was uh, snickering because she was sitting there in this white shirt on like a white bed um in a really nice looking house drinking milk with a straw eating fruit eating loops. fruit it was loops. all supposed to be as white as it possible. was the whitest thing i'd ever seen and i couldn't help it on her little yeah. laptop i just cracked up i'm sure there's even more like i, I bet the brands of <laughs> the, clothing she was wearing the earbuds i bet the, it was all intentionally the little stuffed lion sitting on the thing just looked like a little but did you notice room? that the photos on the wall were her with all those other different guys that she had brought to the family no. I, I think that's what it was. There were eight photos of her with different guys. So she was like the worst in the movie. She's the one who does it. it. But also she's deeply conditioned. She was raised in this family, you know? They showed that they kept showing that photo of the family when they were young, and it was a super creepy photo. Great job 
with yeah. that creepy photo. But it had the brother and the sister looking super creepy and sinister there. So, I mean, these people were completely conditioned from a very young age to well, see yeah. this as their task. She even said, like, you were my favorite one. Like, that it was a little different because the t- they had such an amazing chemistry. Great, that, great chemistry, like, yeah. Um, it's like she was the greatest actor actor of all of them because mm-hmm. she really made me believe that she loved him and thought he was great and like made such good jokes and yeah. and experienced what he was experiencing by being there yeah. like oh i know this is ridiculous i'm sorry he's gonna bring up obama like yeah just like deal with it like they mean well you know yeah kind of going like and then getting upset like i, I can't believe they were all racist when i said exactly. they weren't gonna be which all it's just all makes the dupe all to keep him there yeah to prevent him from leaving that is one of the most yeah. believable tricks as everyone played it's it's Uh, really well done but yeah so clearly clearly this family has already sold and auctioned off um it it seems like about a dozen before even he before even chris got there but i guess the ones who have already been auctioned off don't have a reason to come back they've already purchased this is an event of people who are scoping out they're all there to meet chris that's all that's why they're all here and then they're all based on meeting him and seeing him they all are deciding should i bid on this person there's the implications based on the fact that um the guy who runs the art gallery already knew him there's the implication that the girlfriend was feeding the parents all this information so they could basically then send that information to whoever's on this mailing list or society and saying here's the latest one we have are you interested in this please come out to this (laughs) event you know we'll Free food, free drinks, come on out, just meet him, yeah. see what you think, or whatever, we'll have an auction at the end of the night. And then it was like, that big event that you host, that big mm. party is this weekend? Yeah. she. I know, and she, the girlfriend plays that up. Do you remember her name? No. So the girlfriend plays <laughs> that up so well, too. She's like, oh, that's this weekend? That's just this to, weekend? It's, just it's the, the same day every year. Yeah. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. So, really? I mean, yeah. there's also then the impression that, because this is the at least, you know, 10th to 15th time... This is a well-oiled machine, and they know that. Yeah. Oh, by the girlfriend making those statements, like, "Oh, that's this weekend," it yeah. casts more doubt and makes the boyfriend at the time more submissive and ready yeah. just to go along with whatever's happening. So that, so my question then is like, if she's building this real rapport with these guys, like she really seems to try hard to like make the relationship make sense and work, and like they like each other and trust yeah. each other. That's a lot of work. That's got to be difficult. How do you do that and maintain like? no one ever following up and like you don't have a string of eight boyfriends who went missing you know like how does a friend not know she was dating him and then he went missing how does that not happen at least four times well one thing i think that's helpful that stood out in my mind while watching it is the fact that his parents or at least his mother are dead you know what i mean so i think there's a lot of it is trying to find individuals who are isolated that don't have too much of a community or network of people so that there'll be as little of a missing person's case raised as possible. Yeah, but I mean, specifically, this one guy who she's dealing with has, like, a best friend who she knows. And if she knows him, Mm -hmm. like, and she's cool with that, it just seems like something of that nature would have happened in her previous, in all her previous boyfriends, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's somewhat of a, I guess, new obstacle that comes up is him. And in the end, he kind of saves the day. Yeah. Oh my god, he was hilarious too. He was the He's funniest. very funny. <laughs> He's kind of the comic, one of the comic reliefs. I mean, there's already so much comic relief throughout the film. And that they could just like do um, scenes in the movie that were completely humor. Like yeah. him like going and reporting, like, I think maybe that's how they're trying to address like my concern right now. <laughs> Is like, he's saying like, see this person who's been missing for six months? We just got a picture of him here. And they just ignore that and go like, and now your friend's missing. 
and they oh, just okay. they just laugh at him, right? It's true. It's uh, and true. I'm like, but no, he did say he just found someone who's been missing for six months, and that which was just gone. And I get, I think that's one of the more comedic elements of the movie, where right. they're like, yeah, we're gonna subvert this for a joke. The honestly, the the comedy um, thriller tension that's maintained kind of reminds me of the same tone of the first couple Scream movies. Okay. How Scream is like, it does have tension, and you are wondering who the killer is. Yet there's still all these hilarious kind of characters and scenes that happen like i feel like that's probably in tone it's the most similar to that out of any horror movie that i can think of <laughs> i wonder if jordan peele was going for scream <laughs> i wonder if that's a compliment to him mm. um but I'm, like i'm not sure what he was going for but it was so fun it was, was such a great i, I, I cannot even, believe how good that was yeah I'm but blown away. i don't even feel like it's um as intense of a horror movie i don't even like i would I first call it like a funny thriller Okay. With some like horrific elements, but I feel like a lot of people I know who don't really like horror movies would still really like this. Like it's a very accessible. I, I think film. it's a very accessible horror movie, but I'm gonna go the opposite direction. I think that um, Jordan Peele somehow nailed horror in in his presentation, mm. and the reason I say that is because um, the general nature of everyone like focusing him on him and paying attention to him and yeah. how like they would look at him and right. he described um, the guy who would eventually turn out to be the grandfather mm-hmm. um, described him as like having a real hostile um, vibe. Like he wasn't doing anything. Or, no, he described the grandfather as having a hostile yes. vibe. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, because like, he's just doing this weirdly right. polite, like stare you down, talk about your girlfriend, like mm-hmm. just incredibly hostile. And he's like, everyone is, is acting this way, but he kept having to blow it off. Yeah. Um, and I was scared. I was scared of um, everyone who was mind-controlled. They mm-hmm. were terrifying in how, like, they were acting. Um, and the family just... The, how they were always kind of just moving in on them. Yeah, so so it definitely feels sinister and conspiratorial. But to No, me, I, I'm saying that that was, like, that was scary. Like, they were, oh, yeah. they were very menacing characters. And they were, like, it felt like the whole build-up of the movie until, like... Um, they were trying to leave with the car keys and stuff until that moment. It felt like they were closing in, closing in, closing in, closing in, and finally, when he tries to like put his hand on the doorknob, that's when they yeah they reveal it. And then from there on out, it's a matter of like brain surgery against his will and murder, and she's gonna gun him down on the way right. out. And yeah, to me, I, like it, it felt more scared. like. Yeah, I wasn't very scared. I was, was I thought it was maybe I was creeped out. Yeah, it was good and creepy. It, it honestly felt more to me. And I know people call Hitchcock like a horror, th- a horror director. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd argue that some yeah. are more horror, some, some aren't. To me, this felt like a Hitchcock movie at a lot of times, especially something okay. like North by Northwest, where there's a larger conspiracy at play that you're not aware of, and it's all about getting to the bottom of that. And then when you finally do get to the bottom of that, there's some good murder, there's some good action. Um, so to me, it it, it didn't feel mm-hmm. like. Uh, traditional horror movie per se. It felt more like a Hitchcock movie in a lot of ways. Him getting rushed by the when he walks outside and he gets the guy runs at him. Yeah, there there are a few like scary, scary tense moments. And but... I think, but that I felt like it wasn't the whole time. You're totally mm-hmm. right, but I felt like that was like whenever that dipped low, another one would happen right. and bring you up to that point where horror movies take you. I wasn't mm-hmm. just suspense of like what could happen. It was like I, I don't want mm-hmm. that to happen again. You know, like right. there's. Something real bad is going to happen. Maybe it was a mood I, I was in, but it felt sure. like horror light. Like, this is a yeah, horror yeah, movie no, no, that, I would, that I'd watch with, like, I'd, I'd show my father. Like, I think my dad would enjoy 
this movie, you know? And I wouldn't show a lot of horror movies to my dad. Or Like, I, 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 I'm excited to watch this movie with Chrissy, and Chrissy hates horror movies, and I think she'll enjoy this. It doesn't really get under my skin in the same, same I, way that a lot of horror movies that I love do. Well, it, what the if, same way that The Witch does, in the same oh, way that Neon sure. Demon does. Sure, sure. It's, it's much more surfacey. I well, feel, probably because they were making us laugh the whole time. Like, yeah, I think it's, that... it's a funny, it's like a funny, dark thriller suspense. I, it is enough to yeah. call it a horror movie for sure, but it's, yeah. I want to say by saying it's like a, a light a, horror movie. Um, I think it, uh, I think it's um, more of a horror movie than several that we've watched. Mm-hmm. Um, is another thing that I would go so far. Interesting. As so what would be, well, I guess maybe Pandora. What would you say is like a lighter, I'd say it was more tense in scenes of Pandora than this one, but what were you, what would you say? Um, is a, I would say, I would say that, um, this is more of a horror movie than, for example, Bone Tomahawk for sure, yeah. is an easy one. Yeah. Um, so I think you'd even admit that's on the lighter side. If of I picked, movie. I can choose three out of our, you know, it's 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 just so like it's not. I I feel like I could show this to way more people who would be I adverse agree. to horror movies than people I, who are like can only handle a really intense scary. Movie. I also think that you could introduce um, the Christian to your to your friends like something that's really spicy as long as it had a lot of like cream in it. You know what I mean? Like if there was a way to reduce but, it but the I cream think the, reduces the spice yeah that's what i'm saying is mm-hmm. like the humor reduced to the horror but it was there the whole time uh, I, I think i think it's I, like a relief i think a relief kind of whatever relief. you want to call yeah. it i think that if that wasn't there you would think it was a lot scarier of a film like could could know, be it could be yeah cuz there were moments like um, where i was like fuck and you know nothing panned out like when she was in the like when he hit the lady and she was in the car and she woke up like mm-hmm. i mean that was in the most horror element yeah. part of the movie but like there's that there's when the guy was running um there was i'd say that the running is one of the scarier ones even the opening shot is pretty tense that was yeah pretty probably crazy. the most tense because at that point you don't have any relief you don't know yeah. what the movie's about yeah i didn't that know might be one of the funny. scariest scenes but the yeah right at the beginning of the movie yeah yeah um, otherwise that. it's it's much more a sense of unease and dread that characterizes this movie than like That's actual true. terror or scaredness or um yeah and what was the there was someone in the theater who went like Fuck! At one point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What point was, what that? was that? That was really funny. Because that, <laughs> that, that elicited a uh, response of laughter <laughs> from, everyone, from else. everyone else. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's so watchable. It makes it so much easier to watch a horror movie when you have those moments of comic relief because it, it just allows you to release that tension of yeah. fear that you had building up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that does, that's maybe can take away, but in this and in this case, it serves it perfectly. It's mm. so great as it is. Yeah. I love it. I love it. In its current shape. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's not really a huge debate on how exactly scary it was, but I agree. It's definitely more accessible. I think I could show this to anyone as well. Yeah, yeah. But People it, that like I... It goes down smooth. Mm-hmm. This is, it goes down smooth, this movie. <laughs> it is so fun. And I, I definitely thought it it stepped up its game in the last third. Yep, like definitely. I, I would have thought it was just like kind of a good, fine movie, and then but the, the direction that it ended up being, which redeemed the first two thirds, yeah. really just was even wonderful. yeah. As he took out the whole family, it's like each one of them was like it was like a from one to five scale of like difficulty, mm-hmm. sort of. And I say one to five because he had to deal with the brother twice. He sure did. Right? So he knocked him out first with the botch ball using one of the greatest twists ever. He's the whole movie they're building up to this, and this is masterful like storytelling. The whole movie, his like nervous response to thinking about his mom, or just having a nervous response to not smoking, is this like fidgety hand thing. Mm-hmm. So he's scratching at the arms of his chairs and stuff when he's being hypnotized. Yeah, and when he's um, restrained, he's scratching and he's revealing this cotton that the right? chair is made of. That the chi- that's in the the handle of the chair. That's great. That's throughout the whole film, and then 
Um, I think he's going to cut his way out somehow. Like, that's what we're both kind of looking for, or at least what I was looking for. We, yeah, we both um, said we didn't we didn't realize that he was going to shove the cotton in his ears. Exactly. And he duped us. He duped the audience by going, no, 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 and then passing out. Fake. Yeah. He fake passed out because he put Pos- this stuff in his ears. Possibly ear. because he, he wanted... Well, not possibly. Definitely video. because yeah. there's video of him, yeah. and he wanted to show that he was passed out, so that way They'd when they in came in... Do it. But if there's video of him the whole time, then they also would have seen him stuff in his ears. Yeah, yeah. He would have just had to hope that yeah. he got away with that. Yeah, yeah. That's or like a, he could have looked like him scratching. I, he could have got away with that, I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah. okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, that could work. Yeah, you wouldn't just go like, mm-hmm. because you see him like doing, right. like putting his finger in his ear that he's like, all would I would have leaned yeah. down to do that. All I could think of in those establishing shots of Chris's apartment, Chris's apartment was, this is a great apartment. I wish I could live in this yeah. little place. That's all I need. Like, yeah. that's a nice breathing room. You got a kitchen island. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did, just every show you watch, too. You look at their apartment, <laughs> you just go, fucking, how do you, yeah. you deliver pizzas, how do you afford yeah. that place? I um, mean, the casting was all just flawless. Like, I loved yep. all, Catherine Keener was so great as the mom. Yeah, right? wow. Holy shit. Jeez, she was so terrifying. And Bradley Whitford is the dad. Like, I just, Listen. I love everything about it. I love, I love the, this whole crazy rich family, both masters in different arts that are essential to this full idea of, oh, we're selling off bodies. Like, the neurosurgeon, I loved all that surgery, the fact that we got to see this amazing yeah. gore Cut. of cutting the head open, and then disposing <laughs> of the brain. Did you see him just chuck, like, the, first of the top plate of the head just into the it. trash, and then just, like, throw up the... Body is garbage. They throw it out. Yeah, <laughs> he's just trash. Yeah. Um. And uh, what's funny too is that guy got his like um, scalp cut off, then the top of his skull cut off, yeah. and then burned. <laughs> because at that moment, the doctor got gored by the head yeah. of a deer, like a big buck. That was wonderful. So he was the easiest one to overtake, pretty much. The dad. Yeah. Um. And, and, and the I, son the first time though. No, yeah. the son the first time because he it was you're full right, surprise. You're right, you're right. Bash bash. Yeah. Then the father because he had to take that thing off the wall and stab him with it. Gore him. Mm-hmm. The then the mom had to destroy the teacup obstacle, but then then stab the stab through the hand. Yeah. So it was more of a fight. Yeah. Um. But he as soon as he just like I don't mm-hmm. care that you stab me in the hand. He overpowers her. Stab stab. She's dead. The son round two was the struggle. The, the biggest struggle. Second biggest. And then how did I didn't fully see what was happening there. Okay. What, did he take out the doorknob and then... No, 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 no. It, it's so good. Um, he had um, the knife from killing the mom. Yeah. So um, what he was trying to open the door and the guy on his back choking him kept, kept kicking, kicking the door closed. Shot. So he tried it for the third time so that when he kicked he would stab him in the leg. Oh, yeah. That's what he did. Oh, I couldn't see that. Like yeah. It was all kind of happening a little quickly but you caught it. So uh, it, it was, was fun. Yeah, I was... I didn't know why he was going for the door again. I'm like, this guy's choking you out. No. You're going unconscious. This guy's like brought up jujitsu for a reason because yeah. that's that's what tipped me off to the fact that he was the choker. Yeah. And then he, I'm like, don't open the door. He just keeps kicking it. And then as soon as he, go, as he goes for that third kick, bam, Boom, stabs right him in the leg. Down he falls. The kid doesn't even fight back. He just gets mashed up by he really does. See, to me, this is a true testament of Jordan Peele's knowledge of the horror genre is he's taking Hell a lot yeah. of these kind of cliche moments and he's subverting them in a fun way. Like 100%. he's showing, this is how you do it. And there's some parallels to Scream in that as well. Okay. Taking these obvious things that we expect and then actually introducing something new yeah. at key moments. In in little ways, like with the cotton in the ears, um, with yeah, that kicking of the door and stabbing mm-hmm. him. Like that was a really clever yeah. way to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was loved that. So fun. I also love too that 
um, just the place was caught on fire and the smoke was slowly building up in the scene. That was a nice aesthetic just to have this and smoky. That, that's when she was like NCAA searching Bing. <laughs> Bing. Is that supposed to be a comment? Like that's the whitest thing too? To no, like use um, Bing? no, they did that because they're all using uh, Microsoft like serpent, like little oh, tablets. Okay, I see. That's a product placement issue. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but yeah, she didn't, She, you think she would have smelt? I think she did. But what was it Well, that... she heard something. She heard like, uh... she heard, she heard the, uh, not the gun. She was the one who brought up the gun. Car starting or something. She heard, yeah. Or she, it was the sound of the car hitting the grandmother that made Oh, her yeah, up. that's right. And that's what sent her out. And then she probably the would have been like, do I smell smoke? Like, it yeah, probably yeah. All would have happened at the same time. But you know what? I just, I even love that ending. Even though I was earlier criticizing why would he have the empathy to go back for the grandmother, it, it allowed such a great sequence of events of the girlfriend coming yeah. out with the gun and then the buddy arriving. Like, I, it was and wonderful. Also, totally, like, trying to like, he would have no like thought of the the woman who was the grandmother. He would have thought of her and the grandfather and the other guy as victims too. Like he wouldn't have had any ill will towards them because totally, of yeah. what happened. He would have tried. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, I can't. And like her. like we said earlier, it wasn't until we saw the scars around her forehead yeah. that we revealed that oh yes, for sure, it happened to her too, and mm-hmm. that she was going to instantly try to defend this uh, mm-hmm. bad family who did it to right. her body. Yeah. Right. So I get that he wouldn't have had a full picture like we did mm-hmm. and to know like that was a foolish thing. Right. But then, yeah, of course, we, as soon as we did that, <laughs> we're both like... It's so great that the grandfather, too, would be, of course, like he's in a new young body. He has all this vitality. He just wants to gun it around. Like yeah. he's out. He's just running around. around. He's like, I've got energy. I'm alive. Chopping wood, running around. <laughs> Well, even like the chopping the wood and the grandmother doing that, I view this as oh, they're part of the family. Like they're 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 serving their roles just in the house. That's what know? like I know I know of uh, an old man who like as time went on like had to stop going out in the woods and chopping wood mm-hmm. for himself and stop fixing the garden himself because he was getting older and needed right. to like not be out in the woods on his own. So like I can see how somebody when they get a new young strong body, I just want to chop wood into pieces. I want to like. You know, run around. I it's just like dig how it's the, just like yeah. how we feel when we're super energetic. You just want to expel that energy in some way. Yeah. So to, after you know, slowly decaying in an old body <laughs> through your sixties and seventies and eighties, even maybe, then just to all of a sudden have the body of a twenty something. Yeah, you're gonna be jacked. You're gonna be super excited. Yeah. 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 That was that was so good. And then she had a great, really great shot. She was like shooting the. Well, I mean, she shot off like the um, mm-hmm. side mirror, but then couldn't just shoot him. <laughs> yes. Kept missing. Um, um, and then our, our good friend shows up right at the end to, to bring it all home. Grab him and then drive off. And I was so upset right at the beginning because it was a cop car. And there was some dead people and him on Oh, top I'm of like, her. is this what is going like, to happen? No, here? no, he's yeah. not going to jail right now. No. He's not going to jail or he's not going to get just shot on the spot. No, like, is that, yeah, I was that, so... But that, that is too cheap for Jordan Peele. He's he's no. going to write something way more intelligent and yeah. intense. Yeah, yeah. And I'm that. so glad he did. I'm so. This is one of those movies where it, like, it was really important that mm-hmm. the main character kind of su- succeeded. It's it's just, it's so, like, every little thing is so well written and put together, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not phoned in whatsoever. No. And the fact that he was talking about horror movies for years leads me to believe that this is something he's been fine-tuning for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And it shows. It's such a great, full piece. Yeah, and I'm going to reiterate my stance that I said earlier about how um, Canu um, was definitely a practice run mm. that got them set up for, like, a really, really solid... Or him set up. Him, yeah. sorry, yeah. Got him set up for an incredibly solid um, performance, or not performance, a final product. Yeah. Like, you can, it was 
I don't know, it did not seem like somebody's first attempt. No, very smart. I mean, did they direct Keanu as well? Yeah. So that was written and directed by them. Keanu Peele, yeah. I mean, that is genius, especially if your true passion project is these horror things. Well, also, he clearly is passionate about comedy. But to do the comedy first, to get super familiar with directing and being being on like a a full movie set. Knowing what you can do, knowing knowing what your resources are. What doesn't, and then to just, I mean, this is so well executed. Totally deserving of all the massive amounts of praise that it's getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm, yeah, I'm excited for more projects. I can't um, wait. Jordan Peele is like cemented himself as a fantastic horror director. Yeah, well, at right. least this is a very great, a um, very great first, first one for sure. It's so good. It's so mm-hmm. good. So it's going to be. Then he has a lot to live up to for a second feature. Yeah. You know, what do he I didn't. Mean? He didn't get to make an indie horror movie. He just went straight to big. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, this made thirty million the opening weekend. Thirty mil opening like weekend, which and is was, concluding. Was it like a five million dollar budget? I think only five. Five. Five just kind of like seems to be the Blumhouse sweet spot. Like they always seem yeah. to. So I was, I'm assuming Jason Blum and Blumhouse um, found out that Jordan Peele wanted to make a horror movie and then just connected with him over that. Sure. Like just yeah, call horse. <laughs> like, you'll you'll. Yeah. I'm sure you'll do something interesting. We yeah. can give five million of the last. 200 million conjuring 2 made like no big <laughs> yeah. deal sure easy easy squeeze and uh <laughs> we should call him up yeah hey uh, uh blumhouse <laughs> we got a pretty good idea um for a podcast a podcast movie podcast horror film okay so it's like these two guys doing a podcast about <laughs> horror movies right and then like the steaming keeps haunting the podcast that they're recording right <laughs> it's like that's yeah, great we should get jordan peele to do that one like god damn <laughs> Jordan um, Peele presents Texture Steve Saw. Yeah, so um that this is Tuesday after the opening weekend. Yeah, and we're gonna we, we have a few other ones recorded, but we're gonna bump this one up and release it on Saturday, I think. Yeah, so if anybody is O C D about the ordering of episodes and titles and things we may have may or go may not have said about <laughs> you know, what episodes are what number. Yeah, go. We we definitely yeah. We'll, we'll I guess this is a lesson to not do that in the future. Really yeah. call it what episode number as we're recording. Because yeah, maybe never do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold off. But um, so yeah, if you get confused by that, just ain't no thing. Ignore it. You know, just we wanted to get this movie. We wanted to get it out. We hope you're happy. Please, if you haven't seen this, go see this fucking movie. Go see Get Out while it's in theaters. It is worth it. You're gonna have a great time. I'm going back. I think I want to. Bring Christy back to see it. I've said her so much. Her name so much today. Christy, 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 Christy. Yeah. Do you think this is something Jody would dig? One hundred percent. Jody's gonna love this shit. Okay, great. Christy, Christy, Jody, 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 Christy, Jody, Jody. What's our line? <laughs> the sunken place or tea? Remember the tea? That was menacing. Like I was scared every time I saw that teacup. Yeah, come into frame. Um, she'll um, she'll something with the teacup. Um, um, she'll get you with the teacup or something. She'll get you with the teacup. I like that because that's, that's really what that, started the whole thing yeah, too, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, that's probably the one. Huh? And okay, how good is that scene too? When he's out going for, we're still recording. Yeah, I haven't stopped it. Okay, great. How great is that scene too? When they're going, she he's going out for that smoke, comes back in, and he knows. Okay, this mom is a little scary. I shouldn't spend too much time with her. I don't like the idea of hypnosis, but she's just. Um, she's so convincing um, at providing the safe space that yeah. he goes, sits down, oh, tunes man. out. The rain, you start hearing the rain in that scene. So yeah. Can you hear it? And you're like, yeah. I hear it. And you can see it's going in, but he's totally in control of himself. And he's like, I'm not getting hypnotized. He's just talking he's like, to it's a fine. mom. It's fine. It's just a conversation. Yeah. It's totally innocent. 
And the whole time you're like, get out of there, get out of there. Don't let her do it because she's going to do it. Um, And uh, uh, I meant to say about that too is um, that was one of the creepy parts in the movie when like I felt really uncomfortable and scared and this might just be my own thing. But when she started saying like, "Um, do you smoke for my daughter? Oh, that's my daughter. I'm like, oh, she's about to fuck him up now. Yeah. Now it's going to go bad. That established her as a threatening force in at least some regard. Yeah. Like, okay, clearly when they're it's... not cool with the smoking. Yeah, the smoking really bugs them. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so they're super yeah. protective of her. Cool. And, and then the morning after that hypnotizing scene, it was just such a great, then sinis- a new sinister level that we're at because, oh, clearly some work has been done on him at the subconscious level, mm. and we're going to see how that actually unfolds. So, with that in mind, um, they'll get you with the teacup, or she'll get you with the teacup? She'll get you with the teacup. Yeah. Okay. So, um, um, I've been David Stonebra. And I have been Chris, not from the movie. A different Chris. And this is the Tex Chris Dave Saw Massacre. And like we always like to say at the end. Chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. She'll get you with the teacup. Chaos Rain. See you next week, scaredy cats. Get out.